Hello, and welcome to Anime Audio Commentary. Today I'll be commenting on episode 8 of Tomo-chan is a Girl. If you'd like to watch along, then start watching now. So it seems as though everybody's, uh... I guess drawing straws. You know, I'm not familiar with this game they're playing. But I feel like, um... There's something at stake here. Oh, here you go. I think I know where this is going. Naturally, Misuzu does something to stir the pot. So the upshot of everything is that Tomo has been dared to see the fireworks display at the Summer Festival with Jun alone. So this is kind of a time-honored trope whereby a couple or two people where one of them wants to become a couple, you know, they do attend the fireworks and there's usually something in the way of an expectation of a confession, or a confession that's drowned out by the fireworks. So, if nothing else, you know, it's nice that Nisuzu has an appreciation for the classics. Now, I guess the real question here is whether or not anything meaningful is actually going to happen. Because, you know, already... At least at face value, Jun doesn't seem to be too interested in it. Although, you know, he's certainly thinking to himself that this is a, a pretty good thing. But of course, you know, he can't help but express some doubt to himself. And this is mirrored by how Tomo feels. And... You know, you can't really blame either of them because they both have been acting sort of weird around each other 
given all the circumstances. So this is also kind of interesting, you know, Misuzu is, I guess, sort of expressing a little bit of regret that, you know, she was perhaps a little too callous in offering advice. Yeah, you know, it is unfortunate when you think about it that everybody's basically sunk so much time and effort into this when they're not even really sure that it's the best approach. I mean, I am by no means an expert, but I would think that, you know, the best approach is probably just being straightforward about things. You know, scheming and coming up with a bunch of elaborate plans... I feel like it's really just setting yourself up for failure, you know? The more opportunities you have for trouble to happen, the more likely trouble is going to happen. So, you know, if your intention is just, you know, go from point A to point B, say, you know, hey, you want to be my boyfriend? You know, like, the worst thing that can happen is they say no. But, you know, it's not like you also rely on a bunch of other factors to go correct in order to set that up. So given that this is, in fact, like a sort of summer festival with fireworks and all that, it only makes sense that Tomo would end up wearing a yukata. And that's also sort of, um... I guess tradition... Well, thinking about it, no, it is kind of a tradition in general, but it's sort of um, a stereotypical thing beyond that. You know, the girl dresses up in the traditional clothing, the guy doesn't really do it. You know, he just wears something he would always wear, but he's sort of, I guess, marveling at how beautiful the girl is. You know, it is sort of telling that Jin wasn't the only one to have a sort of bizarre reaction. And I guess, you know, given that Tomo does have a reputation for being somewhat destructive, I guess, you know, having appeared so well taken care of, for want of a better term, you know, that would, um, that would definitely wrongfoot quite a few people. It is interesting that all these vendors are, I guess, so, um, maybe not invested, but they, they all know Tomo by name and appearance. You know, she really must have caused a whole lot of problem in the past. Oh, dear. Man, I thought things were about to get really bad. You know, Carol on the loose... Like, that's that's not good, you know? It's not like she's going to cause trouble, but she'll certainly get herself into trouble.
Oh dear. So it seems that things are going to get interesting. You know, these two guys don't know exactly what they're getting themselves into. But... I guess fortunately, nobody has decided it's immediately appropriate to resort to violence, as might have otherwise been the case. It is also interesting that Tomo's like, well, you know, I don't have a boyfriend, but Jin's sort of intervened in a way that might have undermined that. So this is actually a bit of an interesting outburst, you know. Jun expressed confidence in her ability to take care of herself, but... I mean, like, you know, it's nice to not always have to take care of yourself. But, you know, I don't think lashing out is necessarily an appropriate response. Yeah, you know, this is interesting. They're both getting kind of flustered about things. And... You know, that really just speaks to how there's something at stake for both of them, and they're keenly aware of that. Unfortunately, this is kind of how, like, the whole fireworks thing goes. You know, everybody thinks that, oh boy, something's definitely going to happen, but it's usually sort of uh, subtly sidestepped. You know, somebody intervenes... Or the fireworks mask what they're trying to say and they mishear. Or they just don't notice altogether. So even if both Tomo and June are sort of increasingly cognizant of what precisely they want, you know. There's no guarantee we're going to get anything concrete out of it. Especially not when there's still like, I don't know, nearly half a dozen more episodes. I mean, if nothing else, Tomo seems to have taken the initiative to say something before the fireworks display. But, you know, now that she's gotten his attention, actually saying the words, you know, that's a little bit more difficult. And, you know, lo and behold, it seems as though she might have lost her chance. Now that's unfortunate, you know, she didn't even really decide to go for it. And I guess that might be because, you know, there's fireworks, you don't want to miss those. But at the same time, I feel like that's almost the worst possible thing to do. To almost go for it and then back down at the last instant. Alright, well, there's something there. You know, if nothing else, they've both had a good time, and June is keenly aware that 
you know, maybe you can't really get into fist fights anymore. So I guess it was sort of inevitable that the status quo has returned with one minor change. You know, Jun seems to be a bit more hesitant by Tomo's admission. And, you know, it makes sense, I guess, you know. Like, getting all touchy-feely wouldn't do. And it's not like, you know, he's being inappropriate or anything, but you can't exactly get in a shoving match with your friend either. Especially if you, uh, have feelings for that friend and she's a girl. Man, bless Carol's heart, the poor girl. Like, she just sort of assumes that everything's going to plan, and... You know... It isn't, and in all likelihood there isn't a plan to begin with, but... If nothing else, Carol has faith, and good on her for that, I suppose. Yeah, you know, it does seem like there's a bit of drama starting to percolate, you know. Misuzu's kind of unsettled about things, but it's not entirely clear why. You know, if I had to hazard a guess, I'd say that if Tomo and June get together, you know, she's out a friend. And, you know, her social circle doesn't seem to be all that expansive, so, you know, can she really afford to lose one of the few friends she has? Alright, so this is interesting, you know, oh good lord, you know, obviously these guys were probably not going to do something all that nice with Misuzu, but Carol saw fit to just fry the guy. Oh dear, you know, it's a bit of an anticlimax, you know, like she electrocuted the one guy, but you know, the others are still around. Granted, I suppose it's only sort of made the situation worse, you know, if they're not being chased by a gang who's already suffered a loss, you know. You know, there is a lot of sort of like quasi-gang violence that goes on here. And you know, it's not like that stuff doesn't happen, but I feel like it's a bit... Um, I don't know, like exaggerated or overplayed. Now, what's interesting is that Misuzu called Jun, but, you know, explicitly told him to leave Tomo out of things. I'm not sure why. Unfortunately, you know, things aren't working out as planned. Tomo intends to tag along, and it now looks like Misaki is going to tag along, too. 
You know, I guess it only makes sense. If their friends are in danger, the only reasonable thing to do would be to help out. You know, I can't help but think that they're wasting valuable time bickering. Perhaps it'd be better to just, you know, take care of things and then argue about it later. So here we go, you know, I don't know if Misuzu's actually being honest or just sort of apologizing because it's convenient, but sort of acknowledging that Carol is something approximating a friend is nice. You know, I feel like everybody, uh, they kind of treat Carol poorly, and she definitely doesn't deserve it, you know? Like, she is airheaded, there's not a lot going on up there. But, she is a kind person. I feel like that should be worth at least something. Yeah, so just like that... Any real threat posed by these guys has been quickly nullified. I mean, I guess it was so one-sided that Misaki didn't even really need to do anything. Granted, you know, I'd imagine he's not all that strong compared to the other two, considering how monstrous they are. But, nonetheless... You know, he is, like, what, captain of the karate club or something? Oh, here we go. This is a nice change of pace. You know, he's obviously misunderstanding things. You know, nobody was despoiling anything. But it certainly looked like that. And, you know, this guy knows. Carol did nothing wrong. So, you know, if you're picking on her, that's uh, a rather big indictment of your character as a person. And therefore, uh, violence is justified. I find it interesting that even Jun and Tomo sort of had to intervene to restrain him. Because, you know, it's not like they weren't going to beat up that guy, but... Alright, so this is interesting, because, you know, it didn't initially seem like there was going to be trouble when this whole sequence started. But, Misuzu wants to talk to these guys, you know, despite everything they just tried to do. So, you know, I have to wonder what angle Misuzu is playing here. You know, she seems to be throwing around the name of the Aizawa Dojo. 
just to throw a scare into them. But... I don't know, like... What's the deal here? You know, she's trying to recruit them or something? You know... I guess she's issuing a threat here. You know, like... Quit the gang stuff or, you know, you will definitely pay for it. Alright, so it's almost like a protection racket. You know, like, you guys... You're not gonna pick on people anymore. You are going to work for our benefit. And in doing so, you will benefit as well. I mean, this really just sort of brings up more questions than it really answers. You know, if there are other gangs such that having a gang of your own becomes, if not necessary, definitely beneficial... Well, you know, I guess that's one more point in Jun's favor, that he was sort of willing to hang back and wait for Misuzu. You know, just in case things picked up again. Although, he wasn't necessarily extending the same courtesy to Tomo. Yeah, you know what? I think it's uh, it's time for the status quo again. You know, rather than that, like, half-hearted hover hand thing, Jin's just sort of, like, putting his hand on her shoulder again. Which, you know, I think that's ultimately kind of a step back, although she doesn't see it that way. Alright, well that's it for this episode. If you've enjoyed it, then by all means, tune in for the next one. See you, Space Cowboy.